0: Hello world, you're listening to the Global Voices show episode number 4. The date is January 22nd, 2007. What are podcasters around the world talking about? Well, fancy, you should ask, because just as blogs of the lifeblood of the Global Voices website, over here at the Global Voices Show, We're into sound, and all the exciting things people just like you and me are doing with audio throughout the world. I'm Georgia Popplewell, coming to you from 10.3 degrees north of the equator, in the island of Trinidad in the Southern Caribbean. Visit our website at globalvoicesonline.org, where, incidentally, you can find the notes and links for this show, episode number 4, which takes us to Zimbabwe for a bit of slam poetry Bolivia, where we'll hear a pair of siblings share their views on President Evo Morales's handling of the protests in Cochabamba. We'll drop in on the World Social Forum, currently underway in Nairobi, Kenya, and talk to a couple of the activists attending the gathering. Then we'll zip to the other side of the continent, to West Africa, Senegal to be exact, where we'll visit a village school. And then it's back to school for us, with a lesson in Mandarin Chinese. But first... Just in case you haven't had enough of the Shilpa Shetty Big Brother scandal, we're going to cram one more little morsel down your throat. Just one more. Because this one is from the guys I like to call the clown princes of Indian podcasting, Aditya and Abhishek, hosts of the IndieCast, who have a little theory about Shilpa. Let's,
1: let's talk about yeah. um, Shilpa Shetty. Okay, I want to get <laughs> my mood up, so let's talk about Shilpa Shetty being harassed in Big Brother 5. The celebrity edition. Do you uh, know what I'm uh, about? Right. Yes, she was, uh, I think, racially abused on the reality show, and apparently she and many other people from the Parliament of Britain didn't like it, and it's all over the news now. Yes, mm. it's all over the news. But I have a very conspiracy theory sort of a angle or a perspective on this. Shilpa Shetty's career was sagging. She wanted to mm. do something to fix that. Okay, now let's not get into gossip, dude. <laughs> <No. It's> a... <laughs> Well, (laughs) that's that's speculation to the (laughs) hear it,
2: man.
1: Go on, I would like to hear this, I would like to hear this, go on. So, so she's like, okay, what should I do now? I have to Mm. get my career in order, I have to get back into Mm. the news. So, she's done that. So, now, Mm -hmm. mark my words, mark my words, okay, mark my words. When she Mm. returns Mm. back, she's going to sign movie deals like crazy. So okay. she is, she is I don't know when she back. is returning, but uh, Gordon Brown, the next in line to be the Prime Minister of England, is returning. <laughs> I mean, he's coming to India. But Shilpa Shetty is the one who's getting all the news. And I don't think he's too happy about it.
0: Oh boy, that poor Gordon Brown. Mark the words, my friends, of Abby Sheikh and Aditya of the IndyCast. From where that excerpt was taken, check them out at theindycast.com. And check us out at globalvoicesonline.org. Because, in fact, we have coverage about the Shetty affair as well. We have a great article by our South Asia editor, Neha Viswanathan. Read that one and find out what bloggers are saying about Shettygate. Zimbabwe. Not a country on a lot of people's must-see lists these days, thanks to the activities of the present administration. One of the casualties of the situation, of course, has been freedom of expression. As Pambazuka News discovered, however... Zimbabweans are finding other ways to say the things they need to say.
2: Welcome to this special broadcast on Zimbabwe, brought to you by Pambazuka News and Pamberi Trust. What follows are several poetry readings by Zimbabweans recorded live at the House of Hunger Poetry Slam in August 2006. At a time when freedom of expression is being stifled in Zimbabwe, poets like The Teacher, Lucius Comrade Fatso, and many others find their voices on topics ranging from last year's forced removals to women's rights. The words I'm about to speak were stolen from my tongue. Now I'm spoken for by some deaf corporate soul with funds who distorts them all and sells them back to me in the form of some newspaper. So my own story becomes new data. I wanted to be a verbal artist because I've got love for speech. But money talks... And I can't afford the pleasures of such luxuries, so I remain mum, like others in the place I came from. Now the tears have replaced the liberating words I gave up. So should I play dumb and just accept and open my mouth to recite new words in the form of slogans? Why should I rejoice a new voice if I don't own it? And why do I have an inner inner voice if I can't expose it in sound? If my soul is renounced, then I'm good as dead. If I didn't love the stone house, I would have fled. But I remain hidden in the dark corners where I can't be heard, teaching myself to speak till I get lost for words.
0: That excerpt was from Pambazuka News, which covers uh, commentary and debate from social justice movements throughout the African continent. Earlier this month, the city of Cochabamba in Bolivia was rocked by violence as protesters took to the streets demanding the resignation of the city's conservative governor, leaving two people dead and several injured. Well represented among the protesters have been the coca farmers who form the traditional support base of the country's president, Evo Morales. And several have criticized his handling of the situation and and some have even gone so far as to blame him for the protests. In this next excerpt from the Palabras Libres podcast, Ronald Duran and his brother Jaime attempt to bring some recent analysis... To the situation. Good
1: afternoon. Right now it is one in the afternoon on Sunday, January 14th, in the city of El Alto. This is the fifth podcast of the blog Palabras
0: Libres. At my side is my
1: brother, Jaime Duran, and with him we'll talk about Cochabamba and an important declaration from President Evo Morales of ordering the social movements to halt the protests. I asked my brother why this change of decision.
0: Good afternoon. Thank you to
1: Mario for giving me the space in your blog.
0: I think
1: the central theme is to understand the events in Cochabamba, which will allow us to understand the change in attitude of President Morales.
2: An
0: excerpt from the Palabras Libres podcast out of El Alto, Bolivia. And the lovely deep voice doing the English voiceover belongs to Global Voices author Eduardo Ávila, himself a native of Cochabamba, and apologies for the slight interference. Skype is like that sometimes. And for some background on the situation in Cochabamba, you definitely want to read Eduardo's article on Global Voices. Links to this and all the other things I mentioned on the show at our website, globalvoicesonline.org. Activists from the four corners of the globe started converging this Friday on Nairobi, Kenya for the World Social Forum, which continues until January 25th. Pambazooka News has a special blog and podcast devoted to the forum, and the excerpt I'm going to play for you is from an interview done by Pambazooka's Robtel Paley, who talked with lesbian activist Vanessa Chitty about South Africa's quite progressive anti-discrimination laws and their effect on the country's social climate. I mentioned to you that I think South Africa has one of the most progressive um, laws uh, as, as it relates to sexual minorities. Um, do you think that that's rhetoric, it's propaganda, it's just on the books? Is it being forced currently? Um, what is the, the, the political will of the government um, and, and sort of the social atmosphere of people on the ground? Are they open to these laws? Are they supportive of the laws? And if not, why?
1: Um, in South Africa, currently, we have very progressive laws. Um, we are, I, I, well, we, the world considers us to be one of the leading democracies in Africa. But um, socially, I think, on the ground, we have a lot of homophobia, we have a lot of hate speech. And um, what happens, like for example, if there's an incident of homophobic attack against a lesbian woman, like a hate crime that takes place against a lesbian woman or any person of a different um, sexual orientation in South Africa, it takes so long for the courts to actually process that yet there are laws and things that are are in place that could cover such a person. And then also that leads us to the fact of why did such an act take place in the first place? And then you realize that societal attitudes in terms of um, homophobia, in terms of hate, Um, in terms of discrimination has not changed so yes we have progressive laws but we don't have social reform and I think um, yes it's the same thing that one could argue in terms of saying that uh, we could bring in people and educate people but if people are not willing to listen and use other forms of uh, material to justify their crimes for example the Bible in South Africa is used a lot to justify why homosexuality should not exist in South Africa Um, and uh, for those particular reasons, we find ourselves uh, someone who'd use the Bible and justify it, else the governing law of the land is a constitution in South Africa.
0: Listen to the whole of that interview at Pambazuka News' special World Social Forum blog. With its exquisitely recorded audio collages and vignettes, Arte Radio excels at transporting the listener into the midst of an experience or place. In this excerpt, the place is a classroom in the village of Wodoberi in northeastern Senegal, where Madame Nyon rules with an iron hand. Go and fetch some water. You go and you ask Mr. Shusa to give you the keys to the bathroom.
1: Are you going to go and find water?
0: Maybe in the homes around
1: here?
0: Who's absent today? And who are the latecomers? Who? And who? Where is Momodramé? He isn't here. Why isn't he
1: here? You say it like
0: this. He has lost his shoes. Amaba? How do you say that in French? He has gone to fetch water.
1: Hurry,
0: you're late. Sometimes they agree to let boys attend school. But it's very difficult to convince people to send a girl. My name is Madame Nia.
1: My family is from Futa,
0: but I was born in Dakar. From Arte Radio, an excerpt from the episode entitled Instite au Sénégal. Podcasts are, of course, a real boon for students of languages, offering us the opportunity to hear languages as they're used by native speakers in everyday settings. And there are those, of course, who are using the mechanism to deliver more formal language training, as in our last segment, which is taken from the very well-established Chinese pod, which offers lessons in Mandarin Chinese. With nearly 500 episodes to choose from, however, it wasn't an easy task deciding which one to feature. But then I figured, everybody eats Chinese food.
1: Hello, welcome once again to Chinese Pod, coming to you from Shanghai, China, to bring you lessons and spoke in spoken Mandarin. My name is Ken Carroll. And
2: I'm Jenny. And
1: today we're talking about knives and forks. Mm, that's mm. right. How do you say knife and fork in Chinese?
2: Dao 插字
1: Right. Now, you're going to hear this uh, again mm. very soon. This is a newbie lesson. Yes. For absolute beginners. Yeah. Uh, slightly more challenging than mm. some of the newbie lessons. Yes. Anyway, stay with us. And we're going to talk up some really exciting stuff about knives and forks. So let's listen to the dialogue and we'll be back in a second to break it down for you.
0: Dialogue, first time.
2: 服务员 有叉子吗? 有谢谢我们还要刀和勺子好的
0: So next time you find yourself in a restaurant struggling with a pair of chopsticks remember the lessons of the Chinese pod Visit them at chinesepod.com and visit us at globalvoicesonline.org where you'll find notes and links for this episode which I'm afraid my friends has come to an end Thank you so much for listening, and when you get a chance, uh, leave us a comment. We'd love to know what you think of the show. A couple notes about the music. On this episode, you've heard various remixes of Avenle Roma, from the Nomada Tilos Radio remix CD from Creative Commons Hungary. And you also heard Kadar. That one is from the CD Musica Lure, a Creative Commons licensed project out of Catalonia, Spain. And in the background, Sambiro Bosube by Richard III. That was one of the entries in CC Mixter, South Africa's Safro-Brazil remix competition. The Global Voices show is a production of Global Voices and is produced with a collaboration of the Global Voices team of editors, authors, and friends. I'm Georgia Popplewell signing off for this episode number four. Until we meet again, take care. Bye. <laughs>